Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Missionary life is hard. What do you do about it? Burn out, flame out, give up, quit, stick to the task. Really, the options are limitless. So today in our Scent Life podcast, we want to talk about dealing with burnout on the mission field. Just a, a little warning, today's episode will be directed to both missionaries on the field and those of you who are serving in churches. We'll give you some details of what to look for and how to help yourself if you find yourself in trouble. Welcome to the Scent Life. Hey, Keelan. Hey, Scott. What's going on? Well, same old, same old. Yep. Semester ending? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting right there at it. Plane's landing. Super. You got several mission trips over Christmas? We do. We do. We've got a couple coming up. Looking good. forward to those. Should be a good time. Headed out to Southeast Asia myself, and then, of course, we've got the one going to New York. So That's exciting. Good, Man, I'll tell time. you, it's so exciting to know that we're back in the saddle after several years off for COVID. And I'm excited to be able to get some students to take part of their Christmas break to actually go do missions. Yeah, I was encouraged to see that. Uh, They're excited about it, so I'm hoping it's a good time. That's great. Today's going to be a a good podcast. I think it can be something that uh, kind of is a dose of cold water in reality, but maybe a a rope for help for some people. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm actually really looking forward to today's. Some heavy heavy conversation today, I think, in front of us, Uh, but super important stuff. And hopefully it's a resource uh, so, and you, you said this in the beginning, right? It's a, it's a resource, hopefully, not just for those of us who are on the field. Like, if you're a practitioner out there, you're on the field as a missionary, hopefully this is a help to you. But also, if you're in church leadership uh, and you're in a situation where your church is holding the rope for your missionaries, this is some helpful information for you to think about how to care well for those that we support on the field. That's right. Today, we've got in our Sit Life studio, uh, Dr. Tate Cockrell. Uh, Dr. Cockrell is one of our counseling professors here at uh, Southeastern. He also directs our D-Men program and our EDD program. So he's got his hands uh, both in the practice of counseling, teaching future counselors, but also really hands-on with ministry practitioners. And so we brought Tate in today to really help us deal with a, a very important subject, and that's the subject of burnout in ministry, but more particularly in the mission field. So Tate, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Really a joy to be here. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm so glad that you're here. Tate, tell us just a minute about... Your life, your family, what, uh, you know, how long you been here at Southeastern? What's going on? Yeah. Married to Wendy for 30 years, uh, three adult kids, a 29-year-old daughter who's married, twin uh, 21-year-olds who just wow. turned 21 this week. Uh, we're empty nesters and loving every minute of that. <laughs> That's the best I part of it. I totally <laughs> don't understand people who say after their kids leave home that they like curl up in the fetal position. Wendy and I are living our our best life now, you know. We say we still love our kids, but now we love our kids over there. <laughs> we just we just love them over there. So, uh, been at Southeastern for almost nine years right. here in the area, nine years. But I guess been here, been teaching for Southeastern for almost twelve. Yeah. So started teaching for a few years before we actually came full time, yeah. but came full time in 20, uh, 2015 to be the associate director of DMN initially and. Have stuck with D men and, and now oversee D men and EDD both. So and we love it here. Yeah. We absolutely love it here. Well, you're such a gift to our community. You know, one of the things you and know, I've had conversations through the years when it is with counseling, and there are a lot of perspectives on counseling. Yeah. But really, you have often kind of 
talked through and portrayed counseling almost as discipleship, helping people walk with God through the crisis of life. Yeah. Professional counseling is great. I don't want to denigrate professional counseling in, in any way, but with the professionalization of counseling, what, what we've done is we've taken a lot of the process of discipleship and sanctification away from that, that the role of counseling in that. Mm. And so uh, I really do want to help people understand that we all have a role to play just because we're not licensed professional counselors or licensed mental health professionals mm. or LMFTs or, or whatever it is. All of us have a role to play to care well for one another. And part of that caring well for one another is knowing how to give good counsel to brothers and sisters in Christ who are struggling in whatever area of their life they're having difficulty with. Right, yeah. So particularly today, Keelan and Tate, you know, we're talking about burnout. Right. Specifically burnout as it relates to those serving on the mission field, but burnout in ministry in general too. You know, yeah. Ministry, missions, carries with it kind of a unique degree or or unique several different stressors that make burnout possible and maybe even, um, you know, anticipated. And when we think about burnout, you know, I I want us to to think burnout is not just somebody saying, I'm tired and I quit. You know, burnout can lead to self-destructive behavior. Uh, Burnout can lead us to behavior that hurts our family and other people, undermines our ministry. So it's not just that you tap out and leave the ministry. You burning out can have catastrophic consequences for those around you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, one of the biggest things I like to say to people, one of the worst things about burnout is the person who's supposed to be doing their rescuing has now had to be rescued. Wow. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you're you're the one that's supposed to be going into the fire. You're the fireman that's supposed to be going into the fire. But now you're burned out, mm. and now somebody's having to come in and rescue you. Yeah. And so it's it's it's— multiply just how bad burnout is, you know, because now you're not only part of the solution, you've actually become part of the problem. That's right, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, and, and, and it is that, right? And so, Keelan, you and I were just talking, and, and Tate, we were just talking before we went on the air here about missionary life and missionary ministry that makes missionaries perhaps especially vulnerable to burnout, and uh, talk a few minutes about some of the things we were, we were hearing. Yeah, about. so I think that's that's absolutely true. Uh, one of the reasons I was excited about doing this. So just a bit of backstory here. I've heard Tate talk about this mm-hmm. in a setting in front of other ministry leaders. Yep. And as I was hearing him talk about it, I thought to myself, man, there's so much here that applies particularly to those who find themselves on the mission field. Because yeah. uh, there's man, there's just a, a unique set of stressors and circumstances mm-hmm. that you deal with when you move across cultures and you wind up landing in a new place, new context, new culture. Uh, and so there's a lot of different stressors that come with that. I mean, one of the first things people think about is culture shock, right? Yep. Like everybody knows, okay, culture shock is probably a thing that you're going to deal with. And those stresses start to mount. Uh, and so you see you see culture shock. You see often issues with team dynamics. Yep. Uh, that can cause conflict if there's different philosophies about how a team should be ran or, or how a ministry should be accomplished, methods in ministry. Oftentimes, missionaries live in areas where – uh, yes, culture shock's a thing, but like life's just hard in those areas. Right. Uh, infrastructure's not there. And so tasks that you can do through a drive-through in the States, like you've got to like spend a day and a half to like right. drive to a major city right. and, you know, do things. Stand in line Yeah, forever. stand in line for forever. And so that stuff begins to mount up on you. Mm-hmm. So you've got contextual issues, I think. You've got culture issues. 
Uh, one of the things you mentioned that I think is worth bringing up mm-hmm. on the podcast is the idea of like ill-defined or misdefined goals. Yeah. If you're vague in mm-hmm. what it is, you know you're here to do something, mm-hmm. and that something relates, of course, to the Great Commission. Right. But how are we measuring mm-hmm. uh, our faithfulness to that and our success in the task that we've got in front of us? And you start stacking stressor on top of stressor on top of stressor, and at some point, that's going to wear on you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that is in burnout is this this feeling that we get right when it's like I can't find the end of this crisis, this end of this stressor in my life. And take that's probably a good place to start from a counseling perspective. We throw around the word burnout. That's yeah. you know, it's part of podcasts and TV shows and blogs. But from a counseling perspective, what is burnout? Well, if you think about burnout, it's kind of like being tired on steroids. Okay. All right. Here, here's how I describe it, and I'll give you kind of four categories, if you will, that I think mm-hmm. are important. But here's how I say it: burnout's when you're worn down physically, you're used up emotionally, mm. you're isolated relationally, mm. and you're emptied out spiritually. Wow. You hit those four things simultaneously, you're burned out. Wow. Okay. Right. So it's not just you're tired. Right. Right. right? Like we work hard. You get tired, you do that for a certain amount of time. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're burned out. Yep. But when all of a sudden all of those things coalesce at the same time, and now you're completely ineffective mm. vocationally, mm. Now, we're, now we're burned out, wow. right? Because we're experiencing, and, and you mentioned it earlier, Scott, we're experiencing PTSD almost like symptoms mm-hmm. As a result of the job that we're doing, yeah. and 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 I don't want to under spiritualize this or over spiritualize yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being a missionary is a calling, right? It's also a job. Right. It's also yeah. a job that you do that has very real expectations, mm-hmm. and you know you've got you got a boss that you report to, and you've got yep. metrics that you got to meet, and yep. and so when all of a sudden culture shock hits you, and your family's a mess, and you know you're struggling with the language, and all these things start happening, and simultaneously, you're affected physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, yeah. and you, I call it hitting the wall. Yeah. You're like, I can't, I can no longer muster up the strength to make myself do whatever it is that I need to mm. do to be successful vocationally, then you're, you're on the cusp of, of burnout. People who are on the mission field and in ministry, mm-hmm. they're especially prone to this due to compassion fatigue, which huh. is they are not only doing this job, but a big part of their job is dealing with the crises of other people's lives. Oh, wow. Right? Well, that's key. And so I say to our, our students here at the seminary, like, ministry is messy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody, as a counselor, Nobody ever picks up the phone, Keelan, and calls me and says, Tate, I'd love to schedule an appointment to come tell you how great my life is. <laughs> Nobody ever does that. Man, that's right. They only call when their life is a mess, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. you've got missionaries that are often dropped into the middle of a world that yeah. they don't know, and they're surrounded by more mess than yeah. there is the ability to be able to meet that mess. Yeah. And so that compassion fatigue can set in very quickly with the overwhelmingness of the need of what they're experiencing. Yeah. It's like everything's out of control, and then you add to that the consequences of life. And, you know, we often we say, man, we want our missionaries to go where Christ has never been preached. We want to go to an unreached people group. 
it's it's glorious on this side. Yeah. You know, David Platt yeah. was in chapel yeah. Yeah. and he's like this big map and hey, go to the red area where Christ has not been preached, and that's true. But we all know that in Christ there's hope and freedom and salvation and sanctification. Then there are consequences to not living your life in Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. And when we drop missionaries or send missionaries or go as missionaries to where Christ hasn't been preached, we go into the consequences of lostness. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, hard places are just that, yeah. right? They're hard places. And so when we talk about the places that are yet to be reached, there's a reason they're yeah. the ones that are yet to be reached. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an oversimplification to talk about like, oh, the low-hanging fruit's taken. Like, it's not necessarily that. But the areas that we're focusing on often when we press people toward those margins are the ones where the stressors are going to mm-hmm. be the highest. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have heard Platt tell the story of his trip to Nepal. It was right around that time that God called him yep. to, you know, to, to go to the IMB. Yep. And uh, he, he'll, he tells that story of being, you know, in Nepal with a group of pastors. I was one of those pastors that was, mm, on, okay. that was on that trip. And so I remember us being in the airport in Kathmandu, getting ready to board the plane. And he looked over at us and he made this statement. And it was just such a profoundly true statement. He said, wow, you know, unreached, un, unreached places are unreached for a reason. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and it's because they're incredibly hard. hard. That's right. Yeah. They're they incredibly hard. So hard. Let me ask you this. So we're kind of hitting this. Just a thought occurred to me. The instinct for the missionary, the pastor, is, yeah, but I'm a Christian. I have prayer. I have the Spirit. I have the Word. Almost with the notion that I should be immune to burnout. I ought to be able to walk into, you know, the face of the fire with all of this behind me. I think about the... You know, the, the, the phrase, you know, some people want to run a mission, <laughs> you know, live in the sound of chapel bells. I want to run a mission a yard from the gate of hell. That's where we want to be. Right. But what we're saying here is, OK, yeah, but you're not, you know, you're not just kind of immune to That's this right. normal consequence. Why is that? Well, that, you know, we have to remind people they don't levitate above just because they're believers. They yeah. don't levitate above the the stresses of, of everyday life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I I, you know, I, have, I deal with pastors all the time mm-hmm. who they're like, you know, isn't it my job to basically lay my life yeah. upon the altar, you know, for my congregation and, you know, sacrifice and get it. And I say, yes. Mm-hmm. But only to the extent that you can do so to be healthy, mm, right? Right? Like you, yeah. you, you know, if you do too much of that, then your ministry lasts about a day and a half. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't last a decade and a half, mm. or or four decades and a half. Uh, Christopher Ash in his book Zeal Without Burnout, I, the phrase is is so awesome. The first time I ever read it, I was like, man, I don't know who gave him that, but he says, we we live as believers. We live lives of sustainable sacrifice. Mm. Sustainable sacrifice is what we're going for. And so when we put somebody on the mission field, one of the issues is is that – there again, there's much more mess. There's much mm. more need than they can possibly meet. If they're not careful, they get overwhelmed, and they and they'll begin feeling like, well, if I if I pray enough, if I read my Bible enough, if I just surrender it to the Lord enough, I don't actually have to live with good boundaries mm. of time and exercise yeah, and meals right. and rest and all of that. Because after all, there's all these people around me that have all yeah. this need. Yes, but. You have to be healthy enough over the long haul. If you want to be able to do this ministry, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. That's a great point. Yeah. Great well, point. and I feel like, I mean, look, Paul says, you know, he pours himself out like a drink offering, right? 
He also says, I finished the race and I ran it well. That's mm-hmm. right. Like, you, you got to put both of those yeah. things into the, right. into the context of what we're yeah. talking about here. And uh, I think it's very easy to assume we somehow get to cut, like, take shortcuts on our right. health. Right. Because of the importance of the calling we have laid in front of yeah, us, perhaps. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, a question then, Tate, for you: If this is burnout, and if this is the stuff that is really mean natural for people that find themselves in this this kind of stressful situation doing ministry, what should what should I be looking for if I'm on the field? What are the things I should be looking for if I'm maybe a pastor and I've got some folk that we're supporting on the field? Signs, indicators. Yeah. Well, the obvious ones are going to be things like problems with sleep, problems with eating, problems with uh, motivation, not wanting to go to work, do the job, you know, uh, wanting to isolate, wanting to be alone, feeling depressed, feeling anxious. That's kind of low-hanging fruit. We can see those pretty, pretty quickly lethargy, mm. Um, mm. difficulty detaching, you know, like e- even whenever they get a moment of break, they, their mind never stops running. Like they're always just obsessing mm. about what's the next thing yeah, that they're, yeah. you know, what they, what, you know, what they've got to do. And so all of those would be pretty easy signs and symptoms, you know, for, for us to be able to see that. For me, I think the biggest one is all of those things that I just said, they can't get away from them, mm. right? It's it's they're like a hamster stuck on a hamster wheel yeah. that's running and running and running and running, and the wheel doesn't go anywhere, wow. right? It's like no matter what they think about, no matter how much they read their Bible, no matter how much they pray, no matter how much they try to think differently, they can't get off that hamster wheel. Anxiety, depression, lethargy, you know, vocational uh, unsuccess. I mean, all that stuff. It just keeps coming, wave after wave after wave. And so the implication of that then for the missionary or the minister, it's going to lead them where? What are some kind of, okay, we, the, this podcast is kind of take this seriously because if you don't, here comes step two. Yeah. And so what are some of the step twos that we can? So let me give you, can I just give you quickly, and I don't want to get too technical, but there's this thing called the burnout spiral. Yeah, okay. That, 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 that you can find yourself at any point in this spiral, and if you don't correct wherever it is that you are, the next step in the spiral is coming. Wow. And then you'll just keep, like a centrifuge, you'll just yeah. keep spinning around and around yeah. and around. Usually burnout starts with exhaustion. Okay. Usually it starts with exhaustion, but it might not. But usually it starts with exhaustion, whether that's physical, emotional, relational, spiritual depletion. Basically, it begins to lead people into despair because they're just run down. They're just exhausted, mm-hmm. right? That usually leads to kind of some shame and doubt. Hmm. Am I not, you know, yeah. did God not call me to do this? Can I really do this? Did I make the right decision? Wow. You know, hmm. m- maybe I'm in the wrong place. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. This shame and doubt begins to set in. Next step behind that, cynicism. Uh, now I'm going to see everything negatively, right? Hmm. We were talking about that before we came uh, on the yeah, air. Yeah. Suddenly everything every restaurant's bad, every stranger is bad, every experience hmm. is bad. Everything gets seen through this lens of cynicism Mm. and pessimism. The next step is failure. Mm. Like you can't be effective at whatever you do if these things are happening in your life, right? No doubt. And that failure, that inability to do what it is God's called me to do, the inability for me to do my job, that's then going to lead to that last step, which is crisis, Mm. which is – I'm done. Mm. I'm off the field. I'm I'm whatever. Or we have that feeling of crisis, and then our mentality is, I'm going to try to pull myself up by my own bootstraps, right. which only just leads to more, more exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we no just start, and yeah. and and now we're going to make the trip 
around the centrifuge yeah. one more time. There you wow. go. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that is this the, the anger, the shame, the doubt uh-huh. comes out on people, your it does. spouse, your yep. kids, yep. your yeah. teammates. Yep. Would you lose your job at that point? Lose right. your job, you lose your family. That's right. So all these things are, are spinning out of control. So we see some signs of that. So take from a counseling perspective, what's the step for rescue? So I'm a pastor observing this and somebody else. I'm a missionary. I observe burnout in a teammate, or maybe I'm honest enough to observe it in myself. Yeah. What are the, what's kind of the steps for rescue that the, the ticket yeah. out of this thing? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Step number one is we got to reach out for help. So either if it's me and I'm recognizing it, I got to be willing to be self-aware enough to grab a friend, a colleague, a peer, you know, a boss, somebody and say, man, I, I think I'm getting dangerously close here. Like okay. I, I need to talk to somebody. If I'm not aware of that, maybe the church who's caring for me, a pastor who's caring for me, a teammate who's caring for me notices that and they reach out to somebody mm-hmm. to say, hey, we need to lovingly and graciously, but directly and assertively step into this person's life and say, hey, we love you too much yeah. to allow you to just slide off the edge yeah. of, of the cliff. So step number one is we, we, we've got to reach out and we, we got to get help. Step number two is we, we have to provide some measure of detachment and rest mm. at least long enough to get some a plan in place to help this person. Like if okay. exhaustion yeah. is there... I, I always joke, like I have our students read a couple of books on burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Ash's book. It's 100 pages long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them is The Imperfect Pastor. It's like 300 pages long. <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to give the 300-page book to the person who's burning out. Right, right? Right. So so we got to give them a break. We, mm-hmm. you know, And, and not, it's not isolation. It's not go sit in your apartment and yeah. don't talk to anybody. It's, hey, let's do some things that are life-giving. Mm-hmm. Let's do some things that are rewarding. Let's give you an opportunity to experience some wins. Yeah. You know, We're, we're going to have to do that. Okay. Step number three. We're going to have to help that person put some boundaries in place to protect the most important things that are going to help them Mm. be healthy. So if they've adopted some unhealthy physical, you know, things that they're doing, you know, drugs, alcohol, overeating, not eating, oversleeping, not resting, whatever it is, we got to help them put some some healthy boundaries, you know, in place. We got to give that person some accountability and Mm. some peer support, people who are walking uh, who are walking alongside them. Mm. And then after we've done all of that, then we can circle back and we can begin to have some conversations about what does it look like to rebuild? What does it look okay. like for you to have a healthy sense of identity where you are? What does it look like for you to do a job well done? But the, those first few steps, mm-hmm. that's crisis management and yeah. we're throwing the, the life buoy. You know, to the, yeah. to the person that's out there. Now that we've got them on dry land, now we can talk about. Can we talk about helping you swim yeah. the way that you yeah. you need to? Because this didn't this didn't maybe go as well as we wanted it to the first yeah. time. Let's get some strategies in place to help you do better the next time. Yeah, that's really good because sometimes I, at least myself, I'm thinking, how do I help you fix your kind of work habits right now? Right. Yeah. And that's not helpful. I've, we've got to get pers- somebody completely out. Right. right. Stop the spiral, stop yeah. the spinning before somebody can have have a healthy perspective. So that's real. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just dealing with a symptom. Right. Right. Yeah. You're, you're 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 fixing the cough without addressing the cold. Mm. Right. You know. So you you got to get them out enough to deal with whatever's going on with them internally that's driving all of that. Yeah. And I, I like your point at the beginning. I got to reach out for help because I can't help myself. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who got me in this. That's right. And so it's yeah. not like I can just gut it out and fix burnout. So if you, right. if you begin to notice this in yourself 
ask for help. Yeah, that's the mature. That's the spiritually mature thing to do. Can I can I tell you just yep. a, a very quick story? Yeah. Teaching a D men seminar. This has been you know seven eight years ago. Teaching a D men seminar. I'm teaching on burnout. Wasn't even planning on teaching it that day, mm-hmm. but I'm teaching on burnout. Guy sitting at the other end of the table from me, I can tell it's affecting him. Mm. Like he's becoming emotional. I can see kind of tears in his eyes. I've been teaching for about an hour. We take a break. During the break, everybody in the in the seminar gets up. There's six or seven of us in the room. Everybody gets up. He stays there. We, uh, we'll call him John just mm-hmm. for his yeah. confidentiality. John's sitting at the other end of the table, and I say, John, are you okay? And he says, man, 20 years ago, I lost my wife, Whoa. my kids, my ministry. Nobody's ever taught me this. And for the first time in my life, I realized that what I was trying to do to fix it was only making the problem worse. Gracious. And as a result of that, he, his wife divorced him. His kids wouldn't talk to him any, because his mentality was, kind of like Scott, mm-hmm. to your point earlier, his mentality was, well, if I pray more, if I do more, if I work harder, mm-hmm. if I get better strategies in place to make me more effective, mm-hmm. and all it was doing was just making yeah. it worse and wow. worse and worse and worse. You, you, when you get in this place, you can't help yourself. You need someone who's objective from the outside to step into your world and say, wow. I love you, but, man, we got to change some yeah. things. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, Tate, I think that's an excellent point perhaps for us to say, kind of turn to our listeners here and sure. say, um, he, he, hear what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this may be you. You may be that person that's on the field. Uh, and as Scott was saying, if you can be honest with yourself, you're, you're hearing what Tate's talking about here and saying, you know, that, that may be me. I may be in that spot. Or you may have some team members if you're on the field that you're wondering. You're seeing some of the signs of the spiral that he was just describing. And you're saying maybe maybe that's a thing. Or you're a, a church pastor, a ministry leader, a missions pastor at a church that's the one that's in regular contact and support with the, the people you've got out on the field. Take this stuff and, and apply it well because of the downstream consequences it has both of those people for their life and and the ministry that they've been called to. So we hope that this is a benefit to you all, and that that's our our challenge, our our urge to you is to to take the issue seriously uh, and seek help if needed uh, and reach out a hand if you see somebody who's in need. Uh, We thank you all so much for listening to us. Tate, we thank you so much for being here and discussing this with us today. It's an outstandingly important topic. Yeah, I mean, it's my privilege to be here. Th- guys, thanks for addressing the topic. It's it's so incredibly important. Thanks, man. So thanks for listening. Uh, this really is, we think, an important podcast, and uh, we'd love for you to share this one in particular. We think it's we think it's worth other people hearing as well. So help us get the word out about this in particular. And if we can be of any help to you here at Southeastern or in the Center for Great Commission Studies, uh, we're happy to do so. You can catch us on our website at thecgcs.org. Uh, you can also find us on all the social media channels. Uh, reach out to us by email at cgcs at sebts.edu. And we hope to have you with us next time. This is The Sentinel. Southeastern understands that you have a strategic and valuable role to play in getting the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. That's why we offer over 40 degrees at the undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral levels to equip you to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. Visit sebts.edu to learn more.